Welcome to Brick House with Bob Johnson and Matt Baker. Episode of Brick House Podcast. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. I propose we change the opening theme to Bittersweet Symphony before we get this thing going. Who is that? REM? Who's, who's the Bittersweet? I can look it up right now. It's it's probably one of those, uh, one of four different bands. It is The Verve. Well, you're speaking of uh, Bittersweet because we have the grand finale of the Brick House episode. Bitter, of course, because, you know, finale. Sweet because it's grand. Yeah, it's, it's grand. It's going to be a good one. We'll call it for now. We'll say for now. That's right. You know how they have, like, the Eagles have played their last concert every uh-huh. year since 1972? <laughs> right. Maybe that's how it'll go. I remember seeing, I think, like a freshman year of high school, Kiss was like, this is the end for us. It was yeah. like, well, okay. Yeah, more contemporary fish. I think they retired uh, about mm-hmm. 11 times now. Yeah. <laughs> Victor Oladipo and the Pacers played a game on Christmas Eve, and Victor's a thoughtful, smart guy. He had, Mm. uh, I thought, some good words about 2018. And this was after sprinting around on an NBA court for 40 minutes. He was able to compose himself Mm -hmm. and say, he was asked, you know, his thoughts for for 2018, 2019. He said, it's amazing how years come and go, you know. Life comes and goes. Oh, wow. You got to embrace one day at a time. 2018 is gone, but 2019, there's a lot of ups and downs coming. It's all about how you handle those ups and downs Mm -hmm. for what type of year and what type of person you're going to be. Yeah. Victor Oladipo for president, 2020. Wow, that was very inspirational. And he's uh, he led the Pacers to the best record of any team in the NBA in December, 12 and three. Wow. Yeah. So he was out for a little bit in November, so Mm -hmm. he came back roaring. So for 2019, for the grand finale, we got 19 big questions and and or segments for 2019. We're going to play all the hits here. Let's start with changes. Obviously, in this segment, we're going to be talking about the big changes that we're going through in, in Bob and Matt's life. Yeah. I saw we were messaging with Joe Borelli, friend of the show of the Superflight podcast, and he put it well when he was talking about, we were talking about this probably being our, our last episode for now, and he said he compared having a podcast to like having a band. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got one nowadays. It's only one in a few that be, go on to be such success as someone like Imagine Dragons or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always thought we were the Imagine Dragons of- <laughs> NBA podcasting. I like to think we're a more obscure but more talented band Whoa. than Imagine Dragons. Nate Duncan, he would probably be the Imagine Dragons okay. of, of, of pure cheese. <laughs> right. I feel like we've had a good run, though. Our NBA podcast lasted about as long as the average NBA career. Oh, nice. Only with like 15 million less in earnings, you know, yeah. by us. Sure. 
but I'm building a new career in real estate investing. I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, send us an email through the website, <laughs> BrickHousePodcast.com. Put you on our monthly newsletter email list. And you can also stay fresh in uh, dope Brickhouse gear. Oh, yeah. Podcast.com. Not shutting down the store. I got a Brickhouse hoodie for Christmas. I haven't taken it off in two weeks. It's true. I've seen you a few times since then, and you haven't. Long, long, long-term goals, though. I wouldn't mind if my life turned out like Boris Diaz right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this, but he has a new mini docu-series called See the World, S-E-A, where he is traveling the earth by a giant luxury sailboat. Sure. That's very, very French of him. He's packing packing the boat for uh, with uh, enough food for a month, enough wine probably for a year mm-hmm. at any given time, reading books, sipping uh, lattes out on the high seas. Looks, looks quite good. <laughs> yeah. Wait until the end of this podcast, but you can go and check out uh, See the World on YouTube. Any uh, any big goals for 2019, Matt? For me yeah. personally, yeah. Oh, yeah. changes uh, changes segment. No, I just I'm I'm heading off to Dallas. That's where I will be in 2019. So I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on out there. You know, just to like uh, live life. <laughs> what are the odds you become a Dallas Cowboys fan? No, not not very. I uh, <laughs> it's it, the good part about this going to Dallas is I. I don't need new friends, and I don't need new sports teams, so I'm just going there. So I'll, I'll, I'm, all, I'm all good. I mean, you got to have some love for Luka Doncic, though. You're going to be. Oh yeah, no, I was there. Be a Luka fan. I was in Dallas earlier this week for just a couple days, and I was sad because I was going to go to a Mavericks game, but they weren't in town. So as soon as I can, I will. Plenty of opportunities for that coming soon. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into a, a burning question. <laughs> John Wall is debating having season-ending surgery. Okay. How is this going to change things for for John Wall and the Washington Wizards going forward? All it means is that they've all acquired a $40 million a year injury. I don't think he's going anywhere, and I don't know what they can do with him. And he was making a ton of money, so now now he's just a $40 million injury. Yeah, my first thought is how would a Gordon Ramsay show be without Gordon Ramsay? Mm-hmm. You know the saying, you can take the tyrant out of the kitchen, but you can't take the Wizards to the playoffs if Otto Porter is your second best player. I've heard that. Yeah, no, that's a very <laughs> – I think I read that in uh, Shakespeare the other day. I think the real test for the Wizards, if John Wall is shut down for the rest of the season, is can Ernie Grunfeld lose on purpose? Okay. We all know by now that he can lose very well on accident. Yeah. Well, let's see if he can do it like they did seven years ago when Gilbert's or Serenus got mm-hmm. uh, suspended for 50 games. Mm-hmm. They ended up tanking, getting the number one pick in the draft, became John Wall. Wow. Kind of goes full circle there. Do you know what John Wall's full name is? No. John. I don't know why you would. Jonathan Hildred Wall. H-I-L-D-R-E-D. Okay. Hildred. And his picture on Basketball Reference is almost as good as his picture from Las Vegas or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Does, yeah. he, does he look like he just partied with Elton John for a week? Yeah. Yeah, I think if, if all goes well for the Wizards, if they, if they can lose on purpose, in about seven years they'll be tying up Zion Williamson with an $800 million deal. <laughs> right. Right now they would have the sixth pick as it stands, so they're, they're, in, good, they're in good range for tanking. 
Yeah, but don't be afraid to be much, much worse, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question, Austin Rivers, now the newest member of the Houston Rockets. I think they signed him on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. since, uh, since our last pod. The Rockets, surprisingly, have been 5-0. and with Austin Rivers oh, yeah. in the lineup. No, he's great. He's a legend. Is there any way that this can sustain? Is Austin Rivers the the missing link the Rockets have been waiting for? I mean, he's decent holdover for Chris Paul, right? Like they're they're fourth in the West as a team. They've really improved since they were what like twelfth at one point, thirteenth at one point. I think this will work out. What I think it will do is basically he was brought in to make Chris Paul upset and light a fire under him for the playoffs. Like, he plays better when he's angry. Yeah, and you have to give Paul something. Like, it was finally his team. He was, he, well, not, I mean, it was Harden's. But, like, he was out from under Blake. He was out from under Doc and Austin by association and all these guys. And he, he might have gotten a little too fat and happy and a little too excited. And what do you have to do to get him to be all jacked up again? Bring back Austin Rivers. I like it. Also, he has to, you know, get uninjured. Yeah, instead of taking his aggression out on Rajon Rondo or sneaking in through a secret tunnel towards the the Clippers locker room, he can mm-hmm. just fight Austin Rivers in the locker room, you know, mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Fight him on the beaches, fight him on the in the locker room. The amount of players that have bounced between the Clippers and Rockets in these past couple of years is really uncanny. It's yeah, it's insane. It makes you it makes you wonder if uh Daryl Morey likes the Clippers player so much. Maybe Doc Rivers wasn't a completely terrible GM. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Bob. Yeah, you're getting a little ahead of yourself there. It kind of reminds me of the Suns Mavericks. They used to trade players all the time. They just had, like, an affinity for the same type of guy. Right. Yeah, a year ago, the Rockets are leading a search party through the secret Staples Center hallways to return with Austin Rivers' head. Now they're counting on him to make clutch threes on Christmas and against the Warriors. You know, Daryl Morey has said in interviews that when a team becomes a championship contender, that's when you need to start worrying more about chemistry as opposed to just collecting assets. Sure. Signing Austin Rivers as a Rockets and Clippers fans might seem like a move that it's supposed to help the team become closer to a contender, but really... I think Austin Rivers is a white flag that they have given up and they're just now collecting assets <laughs> yeah. and don't care about team chemistry. <laughs> but despite that, 5-0 and since signing him, James Harden now inserting himself into the uh, repeat MVP conversation game last night against the Golden State Warriors. It's the best of the season, in my opinion. Yeah. It's been pretty exciting to watch. You know, a week ago... I was talking to my dad and looking at the Rockets' upcoming schedule, and they had seven playoff teams in a row. Wow. And so far have gone 5-0 and against those guys. Still got the Bucks, Trailblazers, and I think the Grizzlies coming up here next. Congratulations to Austin Rivers. Let's keep moving. Keep it going. Uh, lots of segments in 2019 to get to. Uh, what the fuck does anything have to do with LeBron James? Oh, so good. An oldie but a goodie. What the fuck has anything got to do with LeBron James? So this week, LeBron, on his uh, new ESPN Plus show, More Than an Athlete, declared to a room of his friends that the Cleveland Cavaliers championship against the Golden State Warriors, the 73-9 and team, where they came back from down 3-1, winning that game, he said made him realize he's the greatest player of all time. I say this with no sarcasm. If I'm a Laker fan, I'm a LeBron fan, I absolutely want him to say that. Okay. Like, why not? Like, he 
he's close enough, right? The argument people will have the argument when you want him to have the fire to like. There's like there's a reason Kobe won the championships. They love Kobe because he was a killer, right? He he wanted to be the best, and he would talk like he was the best. Yeah. And the knock on LeBron was always that he would defer, or do this and that, and he would kind of too know. much humility, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to just get after it. Live your life, LeBron. Yeah, I I think LeBron is one of the most hyper aware superstars of our lifetime. Like he clearly thinks about everything going into his uh, his appearance, how he's perceived by the media. Right, and that's why I was really kind of shocked like a week ago when he had to apologize for his Instagram comment. Did you see Oh, that? the Jew- Jewish money Jewish rap money lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, like cuz it it's for that very reason. Like I thought I just assume he like knew especially after the decision, right? So after the, like after the decision he saw that after, you know, that's when he was became hyper aware, I think. I mean, you know, if you told a if you told a rapper like, "Hey, I want to have some of that rapper money," mm-hmm. they wouldn't perceive that as some sort of you know racial stereotype. Mm-hmm. I could see where he thought like, "Yeah, Jewish money that's like a compliment. You guys yeah. are rich. You're killing yeah, it. You guys, you guys are great." <laughs> Whoops! Because he's such a hyper aware a- athlete, you know, in the playoffs last year, he on two occasions showed his his crazy memory where he rec- remembered like five minutes in a row of plays that happened, oh, yeah. right? Still one of my favorite NBA things in the past few years. So I think him realizing that he's the greatest athlete before anybody else or and even giving voice to it, mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty credible source. He's a guy who knows these sort of things. Sure. Having said that. Oh, okay. All right. A true king doesn't need to say he's king. Mm. I like to combine phrases from Curb Your Enthusiasm and Game of Thrones as much as possible right. in the show. Right. LeBron doubled down on his cockiness by showing up to a Lakers game after injury drinking a glass of wine. Did you see this? Sure. Walking no, into but... Staples Center, cameras surrounding him, Yeah. sipping on a little red wine mm-hmm. courtside. And then the next game I saw, he was playing against the Nets, maybe, you know, Wanted to be a little little more low-key about it. Him and Rondo both had the little to-go coffee cups. Oh. And they had them in their hands like pretty much the entire game. Yeah. You don't walk around with the, with your coffee cup. You know, right. you can have someone hold that for you. Right. I think there's they had a little bit of booze in there. Saucing it a little bit. Good to see LeBron just really embracing himself as if he wasn't doing that enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big question going into the 2019 season. Big uh, prospect in college basketball, and that's Zion Williamson. Okay. Now they changed the tanking rules a little bit, a little half measure. Mm-hmm. So instead of the worst team having the best odds of getting the first pick, it's the four worst teams have equal odds at the first pick. Okay. That's not going to stop teams from tanking, though, especially with the prize like Zion. What's the most egregious thing you think we'll see and a team's attempt to tank for Zion this year. I think it would be lose LeBron, sign Kevin Love to a mega deal, lose Kevin Love to injury, sideline J.R. Smith, continue to pay Tristan Thompson, trade Kyle Korver 08. That's just what the Cavs have been doing. <laughs> that's, I see what you did there. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's good. Uh, I, I was hoping it wasn't hire Luka Doncic's Slovenian coach and then not draft Luka Doncic. Oh yeah, I thought about that. I 
I was at the gym where I do some of my best thinking. Okay. And I thought about that scenario. I was like, I was, cause I was wondering if Igor is going to work out at all. And what did you uh, conclude? I'm not sure, but I thought it was kind of interesting that they would do that and not draft Luca, but it's all right. I, I think you might be on to something that the Cleveland Cavaliers do have a, a track record of doing the most egregious things, what with their lone sharking, bow tie wearing, slumlord, Trump supporting oh. owner. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, his child, Dan Gilbert's <laughs> kid, Nick. Not the brain tumor kid. Oh, okay. You know, if a team really wanted to tank for Zion, sign Jimmer for debt. Just throwing it out there. Oh, yeah, but it would be fun, too. Like, you would get a little Linsanity thing going. Lon- loneliest with, with God. The, uh, with whoever Jimmer's guarding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, another segment we have, uh, an oldie but a goodie. It's called Poppin' Off. It's uh, Greg Popovich-inspired because of his prickly... Mm-hmm. way with the media greg popovich historically doesn't like giving interviews but if you could have anyone interview greg popovich who would you like to see phil jackson oh okay yeah i was just trying to think of someone who was still in basket like in the basketball realm but wasn't a actual tv person and i think that i would like to see phil do it do you think popovich has more or less respect for phil jackson than your average you know sideline reporter I think he has less respect. I think everyone respects Pop, and they're scared of him. And I think Phil is just like, I don't know. I kind of beat you a whole bunch. Whatever. Or wait, did you say the other way around? Yeah, I think Pop just never respected that Phil Jackson always had the best player in the game. I mean, sure, you won 11 championships, but mm-hmm. you know, Popovich probably could have won 20 with Michael Jordan, Shaq, Kobe. The problem with Pop is he really only had like the fifth best player all time in the N- in NBA sure. history and Tim Duncan. So he didn't have like Michael Jordan. He was like slumming it with, you know, number five. <laughs> he didn't have the royal assholes that Phil Jackson did either. Yeah. I'd like to see Sacha Baron Cohen interview Greg Oh, Popovich. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might only be 30 seconds before Popovich gets up and walks out, but it would be a fun, yeah, fun half minute. <laughs> like that. Yeah, just last night was Kawhi's first trip back to San Antonio since becoming a Toronto Raptor. Danny Green's first trip back. Danny Green got a lot of cheers, whereas Kawhi Leonard got boos. Before the game, LaMarcus Aldridge had a little popping off himself. He said, if I could get some popcorn and watch it, I would, but I might have to play. DeRozan, too, he, he was aware of who was coming next on the schedule. On the day it arrived, though, at the practice facility, DeRozan still couldn't think of anything to say. He's still shaken up by this trade. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I haven't thought of anything cool to say. Not yet. It's got to be natural. Did it, he really talk before, though? Like, was he? I don't know if I ever know what DeRozan sounded like. I, don't, I can't remember him being a talker. Yeah. I mean, he said he didn't want to force an analogy, but then moments later said leaving the Raptors was like not marrying the woman you always thought you'd marry. Oh, oh he, man, that's... He left at the altar. Yeah, no, that's an extreme. I thought he was going to go with something ridiculous, like uh, not being with the Raptors is like when you go to a grocery store and there's a pot of gold out front, but you can't <laughs> find the zebra. I don't know. Like, you'd, you know, just going off on something that makes absolutely no sense. You know, speaking of man of so many words, Kawhi Leonard was asked if he had a message for San Antonio fans uh, heading into the game last night. Mm-hmm. He said, thanks for the support. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Very perfect. Yeah. 
Uh, we had this one segment that I thought was going to be really good at one point in the uh, in the brick house canon. It's because I love Seinfeld so much, mm-hmm. and the segment was called. You ever notice when? Yeah. Uh, we really never really took off in the way <laughs> okay. I had envisioned, but you know, seeing as it's the finale, I thought we'd bring it back. You ever notice when? You ever notice when? What? What's your? Uh, you ever notice when? Bit. You ever notice when you're driving and Uber drivers just do whatever they want, Bob? <laughs> That's like my thing. It's like though, you always. It's supposed to. Uber is supposed to like help the environment and get people off the roads. But all it does is make people worse on the roads. Like they can't, they don't know where they're going. They don't know where the person is. They don't know when to stop. They'll stop in the middle of traffic. They'll stop like, they'll stop kind of halfway off to the side, but halfway still in traffic flow. They'll jam on their brakes and hit their hazards. Sometimes they just start honking because they don't know where the person is. Like legitimately, I've heard, I've seen that before. Like Uber drivers, I wouldn't be surprised one day if, I just see a person jam on their brakes in the middle of the freeway and let someone out in the middle of traffic. Like that's Uber drivers don't surprise me anymore about the complete shenanigans they get up to. Is that that feels very Seinfeld? Was yeah, that, it's like a, that was a good. I think it was a good. If I could pat myself on the back, good uh, mid nineties brought to current times stand up. Thing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. We should tuck our shirts in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have dogs and I walk my dogs uh, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I noticed that when you walk dogs, people are a lot more comfortable acknowledging the dog and talking to the dog, making eye contact with the dog more so than the person. What's your name? Oh, who are you? What are you? Yeah, this and that. Yeah. So I'm suggesting why don't we just take it a step further for those single people out there that use dating apps like Mm -hmm. Tinder, Bumble. Mm -hmm. Forget a picture of yourself. Dogs picture of your dog okay watch the sexual partners just start rolling in for the dog well i mean it's the oh. icebreaker oh, it's, okay. that's how you get it this is why that seinfeld bit never worked i don't know what that had to do with the nba <laughs> yeah, we, we try okay a couple of players going to be returning to their teams their new teams for the first time imminently in 2019 what happens when DeMarcus Cousins finally starts playing for the Golden State Warriors? I'm in for it. I was a big fan of this signing. I think I, I think I made that clear. I can't help but feel just like Draymond's time with the Warriors is just coming such to a grinding, insane halt. If what's his fate? What? Who's the guy we're talking about? Cousins. Cousins. That's his name. <laughs> DeMarcus. I almost said Draymond Cousins. If DeMarcus Cousins is pl- if plays any, if he they give him anything. It's just going to make him that much more expendable. Our, our friend on Twitter, Scott Howard, at Scott Howard 42 had a tweet, and it just gets cuts right to the point. Watching Draymond Green try to score is uncomfortable. And it's no joke. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a statement of a man watching a Warriors game lamenting the offensive abilities of Draymond Green, which, who, who's never been a big offensive guy, but it's getting worse. Yeah, I am hoping that Cousins' return ends ends up with much more infighting with Draymond, with the the rest of the Warriors. Yeah. Like them to become like a young and the restless type soap opera mm-hmm. that ends up with the Warriors being left with only cousins, maybe Jonas Derebko and Joe Lacob, one of the top ten blackjack players in the world. Yeah, right. Of course. Ten. Wow, that's mean. <laughs> We're thinking five. Just a quick look at Draymond's numbers. He's averaging seven points and eight rebounds. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of offense around him, but, like, those are not good numbers. Like, if it's – those are, like, 
Honestly, those are like, what is wrong with Joe Kim Noah? What happened to him numbers? How's his assist? Six or seven? Assists? Yeah, six or seven. I mean, he's still fine. Like, he's he's around double digits in all of them, but still, it's... Uh, here's the joke from Scott Howard. I just found this. Draymond Green's scoring ability is the player's only broadcast of scoring ability. Oh, yeah. that is a serious diss. Yeah. Uh, another guy who's new to his team who hasn't suited up yet, but will be here soon, Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if you remember, he's now on the Denver Nuggets. Right. Number one team in the West. He'll be debuting soon. So if he comes back and joins this team that's all of a sudden, you know, on path to make the playoffs for the first time in five years, how's Isaiah Thomas going to impact him? I know you aren't, like, huge into video games. Yeah. But you know how in some video they're getting more realistic, so you can't really do this. But when we were growing up, and there's still games like that, you know, remember there's guns that have unlimited bullets, so you just, like, would walk into a room and hold down the shoot button and just start firing bullets everywhere. My hoping. favorite, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's Isaiah Thomas with six-man shots. He'll be like Jamal Crawford fully realized, like, to the 10th power of just, like, he's just going to check into the game, he's going to hold down the shoot button, and he'll just start throwing it at the basket. And I am, I'm fine with it. I'm glad. I think it'll be effective because they won't need him to start and – he can just kind of, they're good enough that they can just kind of work him in and gun it. Yeah, what would happen if Jamal Crawford was the size of Kevin Hart? Is that what you put? So we're going both with <laughs> Jamal Crawford. I like it. I like it. I predict he plays less than 10 games before they sit him back down for the rest of the season and maybe release him, you know, because he's trying to get a new contract. He's got he's to show out for somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our favorite segments became a uh, integral part of one year's previews was if you're going to beat San Francisco. If you're going to beat San Francisco, be sure to give Riley a death stare. Golden State Warriors, it's the, uh, the prize everyone's aiming for is to knock them off their pedestal, just like LeBron did when he realized he became the greatest player of all time. <laughs> but in 2019, who has the best chance of dethroning Golden State? My exact answer that I wrote down is, is it Toronto? Oh, man, it is Toronto, isn't it? Okay. It's like it doesn't seem like it would be Toronto, but I don't, they're just kind of good. They just have a team. They just have like a good team. Very deep. Very deep Yeah, team. and they, no one on the team is flashy. Lowry isn't flashy. Kawhi is flashy, but he's like the least flashy, flashy player there is. Thanks right? for the support. Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> but just, we went to the game against the Clippers a few weeks ago, and I just, first of all, they won by like 50. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. And second of all, I don't know, I just like, because you sit Lowry and bring in Van Vliet, and then you, they have like Siakam, and you have, like, you have all these guys. Toronto definitely looks like world beaters, uh, except uh, against San Antonio last night. Sure. Now, I don't think anybody has a great chance of beating the Warriors, but one team that I'm starting to like them, like their odds a little bit better each time I watch them, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they're, they are, there's something's happening over there. Last year, I would have not given them a, you know, a shot in hell of beating the Warriors. But if they have the one guy in the NBA who has the psychotic motivation— to beat Kevin Durant, that's Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. They've got Paul George playing maybe the best year of his career. Andre Roberson's not even healthy yet. If he comes back, he's a great defender to slow down their their wings. Steph for Clay, Stephen Adams can play against Draymond and his uh, 
in his lesser state mm-hmm. on a good day. I like OKC's chances at maybe 15%, but I'm right. telling you, right. there's a chance, man. Uh, pop culture comparisons on Brickhouse. This is one of the things we've been known for. I mean, there's guys like uh, maybe lesser known Bill Simmons who like to do pop culture right, or sports right, comparisons. Right. Yes, of course. Um, but on Brickhouse, you know, we're really uh, kind of perfected them. <laughs> Great. Now the pressure's on. So I thought we could compare a television show to a player or team in 2019. Okay. Would you like to go first? Yeah, this is kind of a this is a kind of comparison, but Kawhi Leonard and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine was basically cast off before NBC kind of picked it up, so it was kind of I think it was kind of forgotten about, and I kind of and it, but I think it's one of the better shows on TV. Kawhi, we all know, didn't play basically at all last year, and I think everyone kind of forgot about him. And then he got picked up, and he's re- and he's been rocking it, ready to go, looking to make the final push on NBC Toronto. It, it's kind of it doesn't. Is that what they did? They changed ch- stations. Yeah, so Fox let it go, and uh, NBC is NBC picked it up for I think for a good for a good revivification, reviving. <laughs> I don't know if Greg Popovich would appreciate the comparison to Fox, but uh, but I like it. No, Fox kicked him off. Oh, oh, yeah, no, Greg would be. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's all, sometimes you have to take it. If you're going to dish it, you got to take it. Yeah, how do you like that, Bill? Uh, <laughs> I watched a good show over the holidays on Showtime. It was called Escape at Danamora. It was a prison break show. Okay, oh, on HBO? Uh, Showtime, but, but close. Is that the Ben Stiller one? Ben Stiller directed all the episodes. Paul Dano, Benicio Del Toro, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette, that's right. Yeah, so it's these two guys that manipulate a prison worker to help them break out of, of prison. They plan for months on how to burst out of this, this New York mm-hmm. penitentiary. He'd probably have some trouble fitting through a small hole in his cell wall, but mm-hmm. this really reminded me of Chris Dapp's Porzingis. Oh, okay. He's got restricted free agency coming up this summer, and the Knicks have made a very Knicks move by not locking down his extension. Why would you? He's like, the best thing to happen to your franchise in a decade. Why yeah. would you? For most, it looks like Chris Stapps has at least another four years on the inside in James Dolan's prison. Mm-hmm. But Chris Stapps has other plans. He's been getting packages of meat delivered with little hacksaws inside. <laughs> They're being delivered maybe by his brother, by Instagram models. Oh, yeah. Maybe even by the Crosstown GM, Sean Marks. Ooh. The Brooklyn well, Nets. Hey, they're both Australian, so. Just Chris, Chris Stapps is in Australia. And neither is Sean Marks. <laughs> He's from New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Rumors are that Chris Stapps may want to stay in New York, just not on the Knicks. Oh, wow. The guy that Chris Stapps reluctantly takes with him on his way out, Benicio Del Toro style, yeah. Inez Cantor. Mm. Check out the show, especially Knicks fans. Tell them Brickhouse sent you. My last thing on the Knicks on this podcast before we leave, I, it's just gonna, it's will always be insane to me that no one wants to play for him. The jerseys are amazing. I love the jerseys. Madison Square Garden, New York. I, I, friggin' Dolan, man. Ethan Hawke's there. Ethan Hawke, gotta love him. What a guy. We're not done with pop culture comps, man. Okay. We did TV. How about movies? It's Oscar season here in Los Angeles. What's a movie that reminds you of a player or team? Okay, so I wrote Avengers 5, the final something or other, but it's actually <laughs> Avengers 4, and it's called Avengers Endgame. And it's, it's going uh, to be cliche and obvious, but it's the Warriors, right? Sure. Do we need an Avengers 4? 
Do we need another Warriors thing? They got all the superheroes together on one team. Some of them are going to die, probably, <laughs> right? Some of them are going to die. We're not actually sure. We assume they'll win, but you never know. If it's the end game, what will they win? Are they going to leave it open for another the Avengers, this and that? So we don't know if the Warriors are going to win. If we see the Avengers again in the future, it'll probably be with all new actors and a whole, a whole team, if you will. There is a scenario, right, where Curry is the only one standing, and for some reason Clay and Draymond and, and KD are all gone next year, right? I'm, I'm not saying it will happen, but in a world. Who's the latest Avenger? Who, who would DeMarcus Cousins be? Is he like Star-Lord or uh, Hawkeye? Uh, uh, well, they're adding Captain Marvel. Is that the Brie Larson? Oh, okay. They've added yeah. Brie Larson. Brie and DeMarcus have a lot in common. Uh, yeah, they're both... Uh, they're both 300 pounds and uh, <laughs> rosy cheeks, rosy cheeks and very, very cute. I think DeMarcus Cousins is adorable. We'll go with that. I don't know who else. Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Okay. Yeah, is he okay. Goofy like Ant-Man. Small guy. Mm-hmm. I watched a good film over over the holiday break. A film by Yorgos Lathamos. All right. You got. You don't have to make up things, Bob. You know the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, writer, director of The Lobster, or at least the director. Uh, his new film is called The Favorite. Okay. It stars Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone. Oh, right. There are these two women who are like uh, right-hand women to the queen. They're vying for the Queen of England's affection. Is that the Olivia Coleman movie? That's right. All right. Yeah. We please refer to that as the Olivia Coleman movie. Olivia Coleman. Okay. okay. Thank you. That's how we all will, will know of it. She's good. She's yeah. good in it. I didn't. I don't watch The Crown or whatever. She's also the queen in, so I. I didn't have the background. Oh yeah, no, The Crown. Or is it The Queen? I'll effort that. It's one of those. Uh, one of those shows. This is the story of Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma desperately trying to earn LeBron's favor. So mm-hmm. they can stay on the Lakers and not end up as part of a trade package that lands them in New Orleans or, <laughs> or somewhere worse. Right. The Lakers version has far less lesbian sex involved than the movie The Favorite, but still I can't look away. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Coleman is pretty steamy. <clears throat> okay. Another segment, Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangsta. Mm-hmm. I propose we change this to jam. It feels good. Oh, wow! So this is where we play a uh, a completely copyright free version of the uh, of the Ghetto Boys song because it's not the Ghetto Boys song, but Brendan Etter, right? Who's our own little Ghetto Boy? He made a, he made a instrumental version of this for us to record over. Yeah, the uh, the All Star voting just came out a couple of days ago. Currently number two in West Front Court voting behind LeBron James, Luka Doncic. Oh, obviously. I don't know why I didn't think of Luka. Number two in vote getting. The Mavs have filed trademarks for The Matador and El Matador, the nickname given to Luka Doncic mm-hmm. by Mavs player development coach Mike Procopio. 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 You'll meet him in Dallas. That's a. I like that they're trying to trademark those things. That's also a. Uh, a it's big, kind of a dick big, move. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luka Doncic could be the first rookie voted to the All Star team since Ben Simmons. There's only been seven since rookies. Ben Simmons. I mean, since uh, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. Blake yeah. Griffin. Ben Simmons uh, could get it this year as mm-hmm. his third year rookie <laughs> season. Blake Griffin was one of seven players since 1990 to get voted an all-star in their rookie year. Yeah. How many of the other six players do you think you can name 
Matt Baker. Since when? Since 1990. To be for the first year. Yeah, became all-stars in their rookie season at the NBA. Yao? Yao. So wait, including he was, Blake. He was the only one of the 2000s. Blake was the only one of the 2010s. Okay. The, the other five are all from the 90s. Uh, okay, other five from the 90s in their first season. Right. Uh, Duncan. Yep. We have... Wow. No, you already said Yao. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in their first season. Sabon- Arvidas Sabonis? Not Arvidas. I don't think he ever made an all-star team. Okay. Shaq? Shaq, yep. So we got Duncan, we got Shaq, we got Vince Carter. Two more big men, and then one uh, one guy who got uh, co-rookie of the year and then uh, a FILA contract and, and Grant Hill. never played basketball again. Grant yeah. Hill. Grant Hill. <laughs> and two more big men. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll save you. It's uh, 1990 was David Robinson's oh, Robinson, rookie sure. year, and then Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, I would have not. I would have never guessed Matumbo. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that one as well. But Luka Doncic, I, he's got a great chance. I mean, of course, it is so congested in the Western Conference. Like you said, I think there's ten guys that are locks to make the Western Conference All Star team. The starters: LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Steph Curry. Sure. Obviously, the next five that I think guaranteed to make it: Westbrook, right. Paul George, Damian Lillard, Jokic, Demar Derozan. Okay. So that's ten of twelve. After that, you could go Luca, Mike Conley, Clay, Clay, Draymond, right. Marcus All, Devin Booker, Tobias Harris, having a great year on there, the Clippers. There really is no room for anybody to make yeah. it. Is I haven't even mentioned Carl Towns, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, De'Aaron Fox, Clint Capella, Rudy wow. Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So it's going to be tough to uh, to make the Western Conference All Star. Yeah, Capella team. could make his first too, potentially. There's going to have to be a lot of injuries for Capella to make it, I think. Yeah. Damn, it feels good to be a jam. It feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> uh, this is a new segment. I thought it'd be fun to uh, throw this out. It's called Finish That Thought. It's kind of like uh, the SATs. If you ever studied for the SATs, you know, right. uh, this is to that as this is to this. Finish That Thought, Matt. Kyrie Irving is to the flat earth. As Kawhi Leonard is to laugh. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would have like? also accepted possibly not being a human being. Okay, yeah, that works too. Jimmy Butler's a bully, and Kevin Durant's a... Cupcake. <laughs> Very nice. Very, I should put that in my uh, multiple choice. I had A, a sensitive guy, yeah. B, a Twitter troll, C, a bitch. Okay. But cupcake, that really rolls off the tongue. Right. Uh, Luka Doncic could stand to lose a few pounds, and Trey Young could... Stand to remove a few hairs. Oh, I said gain a few hairs. Okay, I yeah. Mean, well, I was going. thinking about going either way. He just, just, just bick it. I don't think he'll look good bald, to be honest. He's not a good-looking guy, Ooh, so... Oh, okay, okay. I know us two attractive guys can sit here in our, our padded... Hey, maybe if Trey Young had a brick house hoodie, he'd look a little cooler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, another segment we it came and went. Uh, maybe we just have didn't have the coolest cue for it. I, yeah. I like to call it basically Nostradamus. That's where we say these hot takes and uh, you know pretty much predict the future because you know guys who have podcast microphones are infallible. Right. What's your best bet? 
for 2019 season. Okay, can I give you a off season? Okay, sure. Because I don't think it's going to happen now. Some of it. Best bet has to go with the Lakers. Okay. KCP will get some more money. Ingram and probably like Josh Hart and Mo Wagner are probably going to mysteriously find their way to a different team because LeBron is going to want to bring someone in. I think Lonzo, I would bet Lonzo stays around. He's the favorite. Oh, yeah. No, I think Lonzo, I just think he's good. Like, I think you can't, there's, unless you just don't, unless you just think it's going to become a liability with whose team it is, I I think Lonzo is like great. So I would keep him around. He hasn't been scissoring the queen for nothing. All right. This is the final episode. <laughs> I think uh, we could all set our watches to when Anthony Davis tells the Pelicans he will not be resigning with them, prompting them to explore a trade recently denied by Coach Alvin Gentry mm-hmm. of Anthony Davis for Beyonce Knowles. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Uh, another gambling segment that we came up with in our, in our BrickCast history is, is one. It's called Daddy Needs a New Private Plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you've only low dollar baby. If you've only got a small amount of money, you need to put it on a long shot mm-hmm. to win a private plane. So what's the best long shot bet you think has a chance of coming true? So I think Kemba Walker is going to go to the Heat, but the long shot bet is he stays with the Hornets. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know if MJ or someone can convince him cuz I think there's a giant world of opportunity for Kemba Walker out there. But I think for some reason he stays in Charlotte. I have a hard time predicting what Michael Jordan will do. Right. Just yesterday I was reading that Frank Kaminsky is now available for people want to trade for he Frank is. Kaminsky. Oh yeah, no. Uh, better get him while he's hot, Bob. He is. When you hear Frank Kaminsky is available, you make that move. That's the other thing I was thinking is if Kem- if Kemba wants to stay he might have to convince MJ that he is a 7 foot white guy like that's what Kemba might have to do <laughs> to convince uh MJ the the crazy twist about this Kaminsky announcement is that the Hornets are looking to trade Kaminsky to someone willing to take on 52 million dollars of Nicholas Batum's contract as if Kaminsky were in any way desirable asset much less someone that you would spend 50 million dollars on acquiring yeah michael jordan very hard to predict uh i like your long shot do you want frank kaminsky okay because if you do you have to take 52 million dollars of nicholas batum i just want to make sure i heard you correctly yeah he speaks french batum does so sure new orleans here you go maybe maybe you could uh you know spend your off season at least a, a short trip with Boris Dio on does, the boat. Does Montreal have a basketball team that we can send Nicholas Batum to? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. My long shot bet, fingers crossed, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant join the Los Angeles Clippers this offseason. Oh, yeah. There's scuttlebutt that this is what the uh, Clippers are looking to do. Scuttlebutt. If that scuttlebutt comes true, Daddy's got a new private plane. <laughs> Durant said this week on the Posted Up podcast with Chris Haynes, quote, I just want to make sure I get as much money as I can out of my next deal so I can stack up my money and figure it out. That's just the plan. Play basketball and stack money. Stack that paper. The Golden State Warriors can give him the most money, which kind of scares me for this uh, this long shot Clippers bet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, Kevin Durant about as easy to predict as, as Michael Jordan 
treating Frank Kaminsky like uh, Fort Knox's gold. <laughs> Matt, one of our favorite segments in the entire time we've been doing this podcast for three and a half years, back by popular demand from our listeners, it's called A Personal Anecdote with Matt Baker. And now it's time for A Personal Anecdote with Matt Baker. Right. This is where we ask questions of the elusive Matt Baker, and Matt Baker tells us personal anecdotes about his life, a little insight behind the curtain, behind the man. Mm. I've got two questions. Okay. Since you're leaving Los Angeles, going to be the newest uh, resident of Dallas, Texas, what was your favorite experience nine years living in L.A.? Can I give you, I broke it up by a few categories. Oh, you have some nominees. Let's, yeah, let's well, hear I, yeah, I don't know if I picked a winner, but I just broke it up like sports and music and okay. work. And, so sports, two things that were cool. Going to watch ASU beat USC on a Hail Mary in 2014. I, I remember watching some ASU football games with you. Oh, yeah. No, we had a nice uh, long extended hug after a few blocked kicks in yeah. 2010. It yeah, was great. Yeah. Uh, also, so you went and saw this game. Yeah, they won on a Hail Mary, and friend of the show Bjorn just started screaming, and I grabbed friend of the show slash brother of me, Adam, <laughs> and basically broke his ribs jumping up and down. Wow. Like It was legitimately like 50 yards as time expired. Type what thing. year was this? 2014. Okay. And okay. it was the first time ASU had beat SC in California, in, in LA, in like a decade or something. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. At least. That's your top sports moment. Well, that or when we went and watched UCLA beat Kentu number one Kentucky. That right. was pretty fun. Right, with Jamal Murray. Yeah. Music-wise, I was able through work to meet the crew for Billy Joel oh. and was able to get front row seats to his show in Phoenix where I went with my mom and my brother Chris and my friend Mike out there. So that was pretty fun. Billy Joel, not like Imagine Dragons, more like the Bill Simmons of uh, of musicians. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, okay. Uh, I did a commercial for the Big Ten Network years ago. Oh, I don't remember It was like the that. only commercial I was in. That was fun. What was, did you have a line? No, I just played a goalie. So okay. you couldn't even see my face as a hockey goalie, but it was still fun dressing up in pads and walking around all day like a hockey goalie. Cool. And then just from work, I had worked valet in Hollywood for a number of years and got to interact with like a whole bunch of people and see like a circus. That was pretty fun. The Mike Pence circus or what was the, Oh yeah, no, I did that. That was, that wasn't as crazy. That was just kind of weird. Cause they blocked off roads. That wasn't actually insane. But we, okay. So the story, it was years ago, the people like the formula one, the Ecclestein Ecclestones, you know, the Ecclestones, they own like Formula One. Oh, like yeah. So the the dad is the chief executive of Formula One. Okay. So they have a ton of money. Uh, one of the daughters came and bought the Spelling Mansion out here, like that huge mansion worth a zillion oh, uh -huh. dollars. Aaron uh, Spelling. They said that she bought it, but the, also the news report said that basically her mom bought ninety eight percent of it. But they oh. claimed it was hers. She had like it was Petra Ecclestone. So she had her big coming out L A party, right? Like I'm here. I'm gonna make a go of it so we i was working at katsuya in hollywood so that was where she was gonna have her big night out so they had security everywhere and they had legitimately 40 paparazzi something she drove up in a million dollar lamborghini oh my gosh i was getting pushed i like did you have to park that no we didn't touch it okay okay we 
I was, I would get, I got pushed the valet stand, like basically wedged between that and a tree while paparazzi were trying to get pictures of her. It was pure chaos. At one point she comes out of the restaurant is like, I'm not going back in there with that person. And like makes a big show of it for the paparazzi. And then just like walks back in. Like it was fascinating, like a stereotypical, like Hollywood moment. Wow. Yeah. I also, she had two bodyguards. They both gave me like a couple hundred dollars as a tip, but then one of them found out the other one did and got mad at me for accepting both money from both of them. What? Yeah. And I was just like, man, I just, people hand me money. I take it. And he kept giving me a hard time. So I just gave him his money back. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who takes a hundred dollar bill? Like, you know what? I already got one of these. I'm very sorry. Someone has already given it's yeah. I'm sorry that you gave me a paycheck two weeks ago. I'm going to, so that's that. That's a lot of experiences in Los Angeles. You live a exciting life. Well, we have been here for ten years, Bob. You and I, ten ish. So on the other side of the coin, what will you miss the least about L.A.? All right. Every time I feel bad talking about this because it makes me feel heartless. Okay. And I am. I'm, I'm listening. My neighborhood in Hollywood is like Skid Row Junior. <laughs> For people who aren't from L.A., yes, Hollywood is a dirty, disgusting town. Yeah, and but it's not – I tell people this. I try and cushion it by saying it's not – it's full of homeless people, and but they're not homeless people you feel sorry for. Okay. They're not – right? They're not moms with kids. This right? is heartless. Uh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, all, no, they're all going, coming no. out. It's all, <laughs> no, they're like – they make a complete mess of the place. They're always yelling at each other. They're always wandering around screaming, like legitimately – they have come by and red taped off the area and like hosed it down. And like, like I said, I feel bad talking about it in terms like this, but it legitimately is like a problem that I will not miss. That's what it looks like when you've been trying to get on the prices right for 17 years. No. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah. Also classic, like traffic who, whatever, that's a thing. People, nobody, nobody likes the traffic. There's also like a, feeling of constant tension too sometimes in this city like like you always feel like you should be doing something yeah yeah do you feel that oh for sure yeah Yeah. i feel total guilt for not being productive even when i'm sick on you know new year's eve (laughs) even when the office isn't open okay uh one of our our tried and true segments uh gonna miss this one diss of the week Mm mm-hmm Yo mama is so fat. I tried to get a lot of good nominees uh, for this week's Diss of the Week. Just last night, I mean, it's not super clever or anything, but the Spurs fans not only booed Kawhi Leonard, in the second quarter they chanted traitor. Oh, wow. As Kawhi. That cuts deep. Shot his free throws. An old friend we haven't heard of uh, from a while, Mr. David Blatt. Okay. You might remember him as being uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers coach for about a half a season before LeBron James decided to replace him with Ty Lue. The poor unfortunate guy who agreed to take the deal before LeBron came on and just, yeah. Yeah, one of the most celebrated European coaches um, of our times. So he gave a interview recently in uh, in European uh, media. In Euro- oh, okay. I was going to say, in European. <laughs> the European Times. Yes. He said, I told everyone Luka Doncic was the best player in the draft. Stephen A. Smith is clueless at basketball. Oh. He thinks DeAndre Ayton is a, is a good player, but Doncic is hands down the best player. 
in the same interview, he said he does not think the Golden State Warriors will be the 2019 champions. And asked about the future of basketball, he forecasts basketball courts will become bigger and the baskets higher, adding that he hopes to see women playing alongside men. Did he do all this from Amsterdam, Bob? Is yes. this where he gave the Amsterdam Times. The, <laughs> the courts are going to be bigger. <laughs> yeah, bigger. He's watching Space yeah. Jam. Yeah. Aliens, bro. That's what's happening. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a nominee there, David Blatt, Diss, and Stephen A., uh, stats also can sometimes be a diss. Um, stats don't lie. It's mm-hmm. a problem with them if you're Lonzo Ball, who this season is shooting 47% from the free throw line. Okay. Throwing shade at himself with uh, with that kind of shooting ability. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan this season shooting 71% for a little uh, comparison. Okay. Another nominee, Rose Gold on Wu Day, asked James Harden what he says to people who are mad he gets to shoot free throws so much. He mm. said, dead serious, stop fouling. It's simple. <laughs> it's, it's Occam's razor, right? The, sometimes the solution is the simplest. Against the Grizzlies the other night, Harden shot 27 free throws. That's a, that's a bunch of free throws. I think he made 25. Lonzo Ball, take note. Paul George made his first trip to play against the Lakers. Speaking of being booed, he was booed in L.A. Fans also chanted, we don't need you. I think the Lakers fans would accept him with open arms. I think they would. Paul George responded with 37 points. And Olivia Panchel on Twitter used the opportunity for a backhand disc saying, damn, Lakers fans booing Paul George like he played in L.A. for eight years and left in free agency for a 73-win team. (laughs) Kevin Durant's like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I, why does it always come back to me? <laughs> I was just sitting here minding my own business. It's counting my stacks. Yeah. Uh, we have an ex- some exclusive news. Chandler Parsons says he's ready to play in the NBA, but the Memphis Grizzlies won't let him. Apparently, even though Coach J.B. Bickerstaff is a fan of Parsons, who earned a starting spot in training camp, the thought is that the front office is worried they'll do what they've done before, is disrupting the Grizzlies lineup by trying to reincorporate Chandler Parsons into it, only for him to get injured again and, and mess up their flow. I get it, but the Grizz are falling out of playoff contention mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. it is. So what's wrong with a little experimentation? Hot water, Bob. I can't let, this, <laughs> can't let the podcast go on hiatus without saying hot water. It's called hot water. The water's hot, the girl is hot, and of course, I'm Chandler Parsons, who of course is hot. Speaking of Memphis, the other night the Grizzlies lost to the Pistons. There was a team meeting, and Garrett Temple and Omri Caspi got into a fight. Garrett Temple, Bob, your buddy. Yeah, he exists. They had to be separated. To describe the severity of the fight, one Grizzlies player harkened back to the most famous fight in Grizzlies history. Mm-hmm. This was in 2011. Tony Allen and O.J. Mayo mm-hmm. got into a fight on the team playing over a game of cards. Ended up with O.J. Mayo having a black eye. He missed the next game with what the team originally called bronchitis. Mm-hmm. But of the Garrett Temple Omri Caspi fight, one player said, Nobody got mayoed. Mm. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts if you're O.J. Seven old, years seven years ago. Won't let that die. The old black eye bronchitis. <laughs> Danny Ainge threw some haymakers at LeBron James this past week. He went on the radio and was asked about LeBron calling himself the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Ainge said, quote, his career's not over. I'd just like to know why he's saying that. I don't know. 
Maybe he thinks that's what sells. Maybe he's taking the Donald Trump approach and trying to sell himself. Mm-hmm. If there's one way to really insult LeBron James, it is calling him Donald Trump. Pretty good. Hey, you know what? Maybe LeBron wants to be president someday. So I wouldn't put it past him. Does Kyrie Irving fist bump Danny Ainge the next time he sees him for this for this comment? Oh yeah, no, that's a. Everyone talks about how cold-blooded he is with trade, but he he knows how to win his players <laughs> over. He knows. While we're uh, talking politics, we had a Justin Halpern tweet this past week that I thought was pretty funny. It was on Paul Ryan leaving the Speaker of the House position with a 12% approval rating. Friend of the show. Yeah, sure. Justin. One Paul of our... Ryan, sorry. No, oh. okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Justin tweeted, it's almost impossible to find something with a 12% favorability rating. Uh-oh. You have to be like, how do you feel about that feeling when you walk into a gas station bathroom and the floor is sticky? <laughs> Even that would get like 10%, I bet. <laughs> uh, did you see that Kevin Durant took three giant size 20 steps out of bounds in overtime versus the Warriors versus the Rockets last night? Amazing. Took these three huge steps out of bounds before saving it. Steph Curry ended up making a shot to take the lead in overtime, less than a minute to go. Chris Paul saw this yeah. as well. I don't know if you've uh, watched Netflix this past week, but Chris Paul tweeted, So we doing the hashtag bird box challenge during NBA games now, huh? That's good. <laughs> that is good. That's this week's dinner. This week's winner of Diss of the Week. Dinner of the Week, Bob. On the next episode of Brick House. So normally at the end of the episode, we'll say on our next episode. Mm-hmm. And on, I got this from uh, Arrested Development. They would say on the next episode of Arrested right, Development. Right. And then they would say some non sequitur that was not on the next episode yeah. of Arrested Development. It took me a while on that show to figure that out because I'm a dum-dum. So I thought, you know, we could, uh, we could do a couple of far-off predictions. So we'll predict what will be going on, you know, the next time we have uh, an mm-hmm. episode of Brick House. I'll start it off here. On our next episode, Tillman Fertitta, Rockets owner, announces Daryl Morey will no longer be the general manager of the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> on our next episode, Nick Gilbert releases two-page Comic Sans letter announcing Bronny Jr. is leaving Miami for Cleveland Vanquishing the final ghosts of LeBron Sr. Oh, nice, nice. On our next episode, Luke Walton, Ty Lue, David Blatt, and Mike Brown get a new job as the Venice Beach Acapella Singers in the White Men Can't Jump remake. (laughs) On our next episode, we ask the question on the hearts and minds of all America, will Pop's new role as NBA on TNT sideline reporter hurt his image? (laughs) I want to say thanks a lot. Thanks a lot to you, Matt Baker. Thank you, Bob. Three and a half years of of Brickhouse podcasting. I've had a great time. Thanks to all the listeners who've been there with us, even those who uh, who jump ship. Uh, you know, after our first do you do you ever notice when segment? <laughs> yeah. I've had a great time. Thanks to like the three guests we had on in the two hundred twenty plus episodes. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. If you're going to miss having funny NBA podcast in your life, check out the Super Hoopers, Super Flight. Oh, yeah. Some of uh, the, the best friends of the show. Very funny. I like those guys. Thanks so much. I had a great time. Enjoy the, uh, the outro music. See you, gang. This is Brickhouse.